0: Dropping knowledge bombs all over the state of Alabama.
1: Pew, 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 pew.
2: Truett News Radio, Truett News Radio, listen to us on Truett News Radio. Welcome to Truett News Radio. It's your weekly dose of gumption and
1: positivity, for whatever that means. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Truett and Brock Murphy, probably the two coolest guys in the world, at least in their minds.
0: Let it rip, fellas. Man, let's kick it off, Frog. Well, let's do the things that we're supposed to do. Apparently, we're two of the coolest guy. I don't even know what he just said, but just ask us. Yeah, we'll tell you. Well, hey, good morning, uh, Birmingham. We'd like to. Well, good morning, to the state of Alabama. We'd like to tell you that it's a beautiful morning, but we, we can't know. see
1: through the plastic. Yeah, no, there's, uh, there's, it's opaque.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, the Cumulus building's getting uh, repainted, and uh, we're is it gonna be blue? I think there's going to be little blue accents to it. It's going to be like Greece. There's going to be white with little uh, bright Grecian blue accents yeah. about the building.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad there's some uh, some some fix up going on. Uh,
0: listen, we uh, we have a, a good little lineup today.
1: Oh man, it's going to be great. We got Joe Khan Con with uh, uh, Condado Tacos, who's coming into both Birmingham and Huntsville right now. Nice, he's going to be spreading across the state. Uh, he's going to be really interesting about how they're building that brand out because they're really growing. They're trying yeah. to get up uh, to 100 units here pretty quick. But, uh, and then we got Emmy Baldwin, who uh, is Miss Jefferson County. Yeah, that's right. And uh, excited about having her on. But uh, we didn't say it, but thank you for uh, everybody listening to Truett News Radio this morning. I'm Tony Truett with Truett Insurance and Bonding. If oh. we can help with uh, some insurance stuff uh, for your business or uh, personal home and auto, we would love to do it
0: yeah well i'm brock murphy with brock g murphy law firm uh handling small business matters whether you're forming them selling, selling them uh if you're in construction i do a lot of work with folks who are in construction commercial subcontractors commercial general contractors if you're mediating arbitrating cases <clears throat> Love to help you out whether you uh, would like me to be the arbitrator or mediator or help you uh, represent them through that. So Man, give us a shout. What a great week. I had
1: lunch with uh, Truett News alum Norman Jetmanson. Yeah, you did. Who uh, did the uh, Swanee 1899 Unrivaled uh, documentary film. I had a yeah. great time kind of getting to know him. Uh, yeah. And they, they were up for the uh, Southeastern Emmy yeah. for Best Historical uh, Documentary, I think, last night. I haven't heard how it went. Well, but, as the uh, story goes, it's really point unrivaled. Point how great is it that. Uh, uh, that they were even up for it though—that's a, a huge accomplishment. First film they put together,
0: yeah. No, that—that's a. That's I bet a, they
1: do some more too.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a great achievement for them. But I mean, uh, the story kind of writes itself, right? I mean, again, it's a Sewanee team that played—I can't remember how many games now—within like uh, two weeks, and and it was against the Texas A and M's, the Auburns, the old Misses, and and by golly, they went undefeated through it. It's something that literally would never be repeated yeah. in the world of college football.
1: Well, man, it was—we had a lot more fun. We—I uh, issued another payment in performance bond this week, well, and we did some fun. stuff. But then uh, I'm. Uh, I got my tickets to Lyle uh, Lovett this week. Uh, That's going to be fun to go to. I signed up for Retail Live up in Nashville, so that's going to be fun. And hopefully we'll meet some people to have on uh, at that thing. And then – I did something fun, man. You know, James Taylor's coming to uh, out at Oak Mountain yeah. uh, Sunday night, and I gave away tickets through oh. uh, Sub-Alla, and we oh, had nice. a lot of people reached out wanting to go. There's a lot of James oh, Taylor fans in yeah. sub it turns out.
0: Well, and Sub-Alla's you know, a friend we've had that good box friend out there
1: the... for years and years, and uh, it's fun doing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, well, and Sub-Alla's been a great friend of the show. Uh, it, it, listen, all the construction industry is a great friend of the show. We've had AGC on as well. And uh, listen, we also have trimlined your ability to come see us, right? To, yeah, to, this to was check big. It, is,
1: it was an undertaking uh, that I didn't expect to have to get that involved with. But uh, we we got out, and not nothing against them, but uh, we got out Buzzsprout out of our name. So it's yeah. truettnewsradio Period. You know? Just go there, and you can find all the back shows, where you can uh, all the podcast sites, which we also got Apple working finally. Nice, nice. So Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, all the podcast places uh, yeah. you
0: should be able to find Truett News Radio. So uh, man, go and help support us if you can. And remember, that allows you to listen to not just an entire show, but we always uh talk about yeah our interviews. Yeah. Sure. And uh but it's it should be there all the way back.
1: But uh man uh also Steve with Casper Heating and Air, he came by he's having yep. some air conditioning issues. He helped me out this week. So he's gonna be on I think next week. You yeah know, man hard working dude. It's, yeah uh, sure. enjoyed kind of getting to know him a little bit too yeah he's a
0: friend and a neighbor. Yeah
1: you had turned me on said y'all go to the same gym or used to go to the same gym.
0: Yep, that's right. Yeah met him at the gym and uh, he was at Pivot for a bit and then um but he's got a neat story about why they call it Casper yeah, and uh, yeah, it does it's a lot a, of
1: stuff too.
0: Oh, for sure, it's a it's a small business, but by golly, they they uh, they hustle. Yeah, well, man,
1: let's get to the to the news, man. Uh, congrats to Carter Cooper with Richmond Properties. They got a new development going on in Huntsville. You know, Carter's a longtime developer uh, throughout Alabama, and so uh, this is up there. They're going to have a Heartland Dental and a T Mobile over off Winchester Road. Uh, so, another thing, you know, they do Guthrie's. He's done tons of uh, oh, Walgreens. Yeah. And, I mean, just, I'd love to have him on sometime because he, I mean, truly has a history over, you know, years and years uh,
0: around the state doing stuff. You know what else is going on in Huntsville? Do you want to know what else? Tell me. Well, I tell you what, August 15th, if you're in Huntsville, you might go over to the Orion Amphitheater and catch out Snoop Dogg. How about that? Huh? <laughs> Snoop Dogg's going to be there with Warren G. and Too Short. Uh, he's going to do apparently the entire old doggy style album. So, catch Snoop Dogg in Huntsville. A lot of fun things going on up there. Yeah. Hey, if
1: you're a 25 to 40 years of age, you can get in this uh, leadership. Alabama has this thing, uh, the Alabama leadership initiative class. They're taking applications for right now and kind of helping you. uh, Really. It's great for networking stuff, but uh, you know, me, uh, leaders around the stage, you know, the power companies and the attorneys and all kinds of folks, but uh, oh, for sure. uh, reach out Ashley at le- uh, leadership, al.org uh, to send in your stuff or ask for questions.
0: Uh, or you can just look them up leadership, Alabama, give them a call, all that leadership, Alabama. Yeah. I like that. Hey, you know, w- uh, we had UNA on, right. Uh, we had yeah. uh, they're their- they passed or the board of trustees have passed the resolution that's going to permit them to build a new on-campus stadium. It's going to be called the bank independent stadium. And apparently they've, I guess to soothe some of the people who are concerned, most of the uh, fundraising will be external. That'll be the core driver of the development, they say. But it should be an exciting time for UNA as they get a brand new on-campus stadium.
1: Oh, well, uh, you know, we're going to be going out to San Diego here before too long. and uh, They have a beach. Yeah, well, the story was we went out. Uh, if you've ever been out there, <laughs> they have a glider port. So, yeah, like, it's yeah. one of the most fascinating things I've yeah. ever seen. You go up, it's by Torrey Pines Golf yep. Course, and you're up on this cliff overlooking the ocean. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh people literally are in these. uh Tony, I've
0: been on that golf course, i have looked to my right, a person's hand gliding at my eye level, but I mean, like 100 incredible. feet above the people beach. People
1: just go running off the yeah. cliff and these things, right. but uh, there was a guy out there doing falconry. I mean, it's just amazing yeah. place. And so, but anyway, there's like a path off yeah. the side. You got to go down this cliff, you know, steep path down sure, to the sure. beach below. And I was lobbying to let's go down to the beach and see it. And it's yeah. supposed to be a great surf spot down there, but. Uh, uh, you know, you could catch some of that, but, uh, you know, Joanne and the kids didn't want to go. So oh. you're like, I'm saying, come on, let's do yeah, it. They're yeah. like, no, we don't want to. So, uh, we get back and we're asking her brother who lives out there and he kind of laughs and he's like, man, that's Black's beach. That's like, you know, one of the biggest nude beaches in in the country or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, huh? Well, oh, that would have been different. an education. Well, yeah. saying all of that, you set this up, uh, oh, boy. this, uh, poor moi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they released their list of the of the best nude beaches in the world oh, this week, and uh, okay. three beaches in the country made the top three. Blacks Beach, however, was not one of them. But, okay. Uh,
0: go over the list there. Yeah. Well, now now all of a sudden this makes sense because when I first saw this I thought this was some list of the top twenty beaches in no. the, on the globe no, no, generally. Never heard of them, and I was a little bit. Curious why number one would be Hallover Beach Park in Miami, USA. Or why a beach in uh, San Francisco uh, yeah.
1: would be on a list for the best beach, period.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, now it's all of a sudden Baker Beach there. Uh, apparently, Rowie Beach in Poland is uh, Poland's entry into this little um, obscure and uh, infamous list. Uh, I, and I couldn't figure out why Poland had a, a, a beach on this list as well. Because what did make sense is that Greece, Santorini, Greece... Uh, Mykonos, Greece. I've heard of both of those places and have seen a thousand pictures of each, and they're breathtaking, and so it didn't surprise me that that was on there. there was a couple how, about, front- how about one in Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. I would not have well, my, now my dad's been to Turkey. I think he'll tell you that uh, that the coastline there, because you know, it shares the Mediterranean coast as Turkey, so that's not terribly surprising. I'll tell you, I have a friend, Anna Ruzovic, who's from Croatia, right? She was a javelin thrower at Croatia, and uh, she grew up in a town called Split. I wouldn't know anything about Croatia but for Anna, and and um, she has actually just returned from a cruise out there in the Mediterranean and had photographs of split Croatia which is just the backside of the you know the boot of Italy comes into the Mediterranean and the boot forms the Adriatic Sea and did you know on the other side of the boot the other side uh the, the other coastline from the back side of that boot is Croatia and so good grief there's a lot of places out there that we don't know much about no. that probably are beautiful I don't know a lot about nude beaches to be honest I don't think I want to go to any of these 20 and find
1: anything out about it. One thing I did learn off this list, though, man, uh, Europeans like to be nude. Well, apparently so. I mean, there's a lot of those on there. So uh, anyway, if anybody wants to check that out, go to Pour Moi.
0: Yeah, don't even know what that is. I don't know where it Hey, is. Let's keep moving. Yeah, speaking of uh, European invasions, uh, Wrexham Football Club, that's the group that's owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia sitcom uh, Creed. Uh, anyway, they own this Wrexham Football Club. It was a Netflix uh, uh, series last year as they attempted to take this uh, sort of beat-down uh, soccer club in Wrexham, which is in Wales, in the United Kingdom. And they came really close to promotion, right? Because recall, soccer out there is such that, like, if, if to, to use an NFL analogy, if you're the bottom two teams in the NFL, you'll get relegated to, let's just say, pretend it was like the USFL is the next league. And then the top two teams from the US they would get promoted into the, the NFL. That's the way it's set up with English hockey and the Premier League, etc. They were trying to get promoted out of basically the cellar, and they came real close but failed. It turns out uh, to, to to steal some of the thunder of what will no doubt be Season 2. They've been successful this past season, but they're coming to the United States, <clears throat> and their first stop will be Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where they're going to play in the football stadium, Kenan Ken and, uh, Field. Uh, against Chelsea Football Club out of the Premier League for heaven's sakes uh, in a friendly and then they'll go to uh, Los Angeles on July 22nd to play the LA Galaxy 2 and then they'll go to just where you were talking about San Diego well they'll play I mean I know maybe three teams out of the uh, the Premier League Manchester United is one of those that I certainly know that's who they'll play in San Diego Rexham will play Manchester United and then they'll go to Philadelphia three days later and uh, the tour will end with them playing Philadelphia Union 2 in Philadelphia but that's really exciting if you happen to get into that Wrexham uh yeah. <clears throat> Netflix series, by golly, you can see the team live and in person in four different places here in the U.S.
1: Well man, I want to say congrats to uh Birmingham Real Estate Juggernaut Lynn Shannon. Uh, yes. he just does a great job. Shannon and Walchek, they all do good stuff over there. But uh man, they just sold uh I don't know however I don't even know if many people were aware that you could buy it, but Lynn yeah, has done is it. It has not sold in seventy years. But that little yeah. shopping center or retail center over in Homewood where the corner cars and all that stuff is in there. Uh, sold it to uh Strachner Family Investments, which that's yeah. Dan Straysner Chad Strachner, uh great people over at uh, Tractor and Equipment Company. But I just I think it's great that they're taking it over and uh, you know hopefully keep it in their family for a long time too. But uh, seventy years, and, and that's that the thing spot, like right
0: across from Track Shack, right there at yeah. the yeah, point, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that in- interesting intersection. Really, I mean, great, great location. Yeah, but, to your uh, point, I would have never known that that you could even go buy yeah. that for.
1: Him. Uh, man, also Greater Birmingham Auburn Club, they're hosting <laughs> their annual kickoff and freshman sendoff on July eighteenth. It's a trustful civic center. So uh, that'll be the kind of the football kickoff. They usually have a, you know, a coach or somebody come talk, but then they, uh, they pack off all the freshmen, give them goodie bags, that kind of stuff.
0: Hey, you know, we had Ward Neely on uh, and and he's just an interesting guy. I come to know him through my law practice and uh, think a lot of him. Uh, He, uh, came into Vestavia, and he's one of the ones who bought what was, you know, essentially an eyesore, right, for Vestavia. It was the old motor lodge that was very close to the intersection of 31 and I-65. Uh, he and partner John Michael Bodner, who, by the way, I know through some folks from uh, from my Auburn connection, uh, John Michael Bodner and his family used to be associated with uh, Jim and Nix and that group. I think that they've uh, dissociated themselves from that, but he's getting in with Ward Neely. Uh, for this retail development, where at least they've already announced, you showed here, Big Bad Breakfast and Waldo's Chicken and Beer. Uh, It looks like they'll have some other places there, too. There will be a big green space in the back where kids can play. That's kind of a popular thing. I think they're talking about doing something like that in what's going to be called The Edge uh, off of uh, West Homewood, uh, off of Green Springs, if I'm not mistaken, as uh, the group that's doing Slice right now in uh, in the Edgewood area is going to kind of take their... Uh, their developmental skills out to, to the very edge along Green Springs. But this green space where kids can play is a is a popular concept. And so we'll see that there in uh, Highway 31 in Vestavia. But best yeah. of luck to them as they yeah, that, try to that strip, unveil this. That little strip through there needs
1: some help. And I think that's a huge yeah. step forward in oh, getting for things sure. turned around. So uh, that's great for everybody involved. Hey, uh, congrats to Rojo, you know, the the uh, restaurant over there, and I guess that's yeah. Highland Park area. This freaks me out a little bit, what you're about to say. Yeah, oh, God, they turned 21, 21 uh, which years is amazing. Old. But uh, Laney's actually going to be on the show in a few weeks and yeah. talk about uh, just everything. But if you haven't been to Rojo, man, you ought to check it out. It's one of the most unique places yeah. in town. They have an American menu and, a uh, like, a Mexican menu. Right. And r- really cool, got a got a good vibe to it. So uh, congrats to Rojo.
0: It's around the corner from Bottega, right? Sort of over that part below? If you keep
1: going, yeah, it's over kind of uh, – I guess that's near Independent
0: Presbyterian. Okay. You know, okay. Kind gotcha. Of further down. Yeah. But a really good
1: place. It's kind of near our office. So we're in there a little bit. Got takeout from there not too long ago. But uh, also, uh, uh, you know, they've been doing this Alabama seafood cook-off competition. And, yeah, I like uh, this. Voyagers Perdido Beach Resorts. Uh, Brody, uh, I think it's Brody Olive and Louis. Uh, how would you say that? Silvestri. Silvestri. Uh, they won it. So congrats to them. But Voyagers, yeah. I keep
0: hearing about. I've not well, been yeah. there yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I I mean, I thought it was interesting because there were uh, some chefs who were with independent, you know, sort of private restaurants who they were competing with in this Alabama cook-off and they, you know, they were the executive chefs of this, this resort kitchen and by golly, uh, they won it all. So it's a good push for people to go check out Voyagers at the Perdido Beach Resort. right? Yeah,
1: man. Uh, How about a big uh, tip of the cap to Dr. Ken Kitts, who's a show alum uh, up at the university of North Alabama. They have uh, spearheaded and gotten approval for a new
0: on-campus stadium up at una man that's awesome we already talked about that but yeah did we right. talk about that? yeah that's going to be the bank independent stadium but by golly two different times hey, we talked about i'm, it. I'm that yeah. impressed yeah, with yeah, it then. yeah that's if that's exactly what right. did i like blackout over well, here Well, i don't know uh, listen sun donuts and pops uh ryan used to be a member uh at uh ignite fitness with me and I, i'd come to know him right before he got married and you know they were at that time chay Fon, Fon uh, he was the uh the i don't know what you call it the, the second in line the sous chef uh, and his wife was the pastry chef at Chez Fon. Fon. Uh, they broke out and became Big Spoon Big Spoon Creamery. And Big Spoon Creamery then got in with a partnership for Suns Donuts, which is a neat little uh, offering. They've got one in Avondale and around. Uh, they've got one in that new Park Lane or Lane Park. I can't ever get it right. But they've officially changed their name. It's now Suns Donuts and Pops because consistent with their Big Spoon Creamery expertise, they're going to start selling gourmet pops. I was looking the other day, they had strawberry lemonade, uh, uh, chocolate. They had a couple couple of sort of interesting flavors. But check out Suns Donuts and Pops because that's their new name. Man, uh, Jim and Nick, you mentioned them. They're uh, growing like crazy.
1: They got uh, their new one open in Madison, you know, just yeah. recently. They got the one open down in Foley, and I saw something. They're about to open one in Rome, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, so they are super busy, but, uh, you know, man... Tip of the cap to them, too, because uh, that's a that was a, originally a Birmingham, Alabama-based thing. Oh, for thing sure. Absolutely. Where they got their start, so I uh, hope they keep having good luck. And uh, Visit Mobile, they've got several positions open if you're looking to get into, I guess, the tourism business. Uh, they need a national sales manager, a digital marketing manager, marketing manager, partnership coordinator and you got to have your stuff in by june 30th if you want it but uh yeah you know go down and promote
0: B- mobile <laughs> yeah for sure well you know we're on in mobile and so all the folks who are listening the to the down out. there yeah on uh talk fm or fm talk 1065 yeah give them a shout and uh, sign up for that uh listen uh tamburo's I'd never heard of it, I hate to say, but apparently it was a big deal there in Trustville. It closed down in 2010. It was sort of a family run Italian restaurant. Looks like it's going to reopen on Chalkville Mountain Road and serve the original Tamburo family recipes. That sounds pretty good, actually. I'm sort of uh, craving a little bit of Italian.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, How about uh, IBML? Man, that's one of Birmingham's good companies. They just made a big acquisition of a Texas competitor, uh, Excella Technologies. uh, A lot of people, like I I actually had somebody mention that they didn't know who IBML was, but they're now with this merger they got over 360 employees going they do all this kind of high-end intelligent document processing and digitization uh i don't even know what a lot of that is but uh man it's great that and that's birmingham they're they're talking about even with the acquisition they're going to really invest more they're out in irondale and going to you know uh make investment out there in that area to their campus
0: so that's all good news yeah that is good news I, uh, I was looking at BHAM Now. You know, they're a friend of the show. In fact, we got to get them back on and, and, and touch base with them. But they were uh, citing Clever, which is a real estate research group, and they talked about the 10 best – US burger cities, the 10 best cities to go get a burger in our entire country. And we ranked, we ranked in the top 10. In fact, we're above number 10 is Vegas, baby, right? Las Vegas. Number nine is San Jose, California. We beat them. Number eight is Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're better. But number seven was Birmingham, Alabama. There you go. Now there's six teams that we got to go and basically chase down. That's Cincinnati, Ohio. Who knew they, I didn't know they had burgers other than they had chili. Uh, (laughs) Louisville, Kentucky. I thought they only did horse races. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Denver, Colorado, I like Denver. Uh Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then the top place in the entire country for burgers apparently is Richmond, Virginia. Who knew that? And I, I would never have guessed that. Well speaking of burgers and speaking of Italian, food. let's go Mexican. Let's go tacos.
1: Let's hit it all. Let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk with Joe Kahn. Joe, where are you with us? Hey, hello, Joe. Good Joe. Good morning. Hey man, what's How happening? Are you? Yes. Hey, this is Joe oh, Con. Yeah. He is the founder of Condado Tacos, which is coming in uh really shortly here, uh out on two eighty. Yeah. Uh, where the Whole Foods and mm-hmm. all that. Uh that's I've been keeping my eye on that. Yeah. And then you've also got a place up in Huntsville that's about to open and uh man have some plans for maybe some other spots in Alabama. This is gonna be awesome. Tell we, us We
0: don't know about Condado yeah,
1: Tacos man, but, tell but tell we're about, us about to learn.
0: It.
2: Yeah, sure, guys. Yeah, this will be our 47th uh, Condado Tacos and our first in the great state of Alabama. So that's awesome. We're in 17 other. Yeah, thank you. We're in 17 other markets, nine states. And uh, with uh, Mountain Brook um, later this year, we'll have uh, 50 at the end of the year. So it's it's really impressive. We're uh, you know trying to get our 100th restaurant by the year 2026. And uh, it's just been a wild, wild ride, So yeah, we're really excited. That's what
1: I was to going to ask, this. man. When uh, Joe, when you had one Condado Taco, did yeah, you think right. you would have 50, or uh, what was the plan heading into it?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I took on two really great partners that thought, well, you know, we want to be bigger than just one. Um, so way back in the day, we made a commitment that if we, if we did well with our first two, as well as we thought we would do, which we did, uh, that we would take this national, so... Ten years ago almost to this day, and uh, we took on some really great other partners that are helping us expand, and uh, we are loving it. But no, I did not imagine after the one little restaurant that we'd have close to 50 in uh, nine and a half years.
1: I, I just think it's fascinating you've been able to do it. I mean, uh, and uh, kind of reading a little bit of your background, it sounds like, you know, like most business owners, I mean, there was some, you know, some struggles and some, uh hurdles to overcome that kind of stuff kind of, you know, tell a little bit about that and and a little of what kind of you learned out of it, you know, for other people, maybe trying to, to whatever their line of business is that, you know, things that you've encountered that you've had to overcome.
2: Yeah, no, Hey guys, there's always challenges, but that's what makes a great business is when you're uh, challenged and you get back up and you you keep trying, we went through it. uh, we still go through it all the time. Um, you know, so many challenges you, you, in the beginning, you're trying to get everybody on the same page, and buy into your vision and your culture that you're projecting, you know that you want out there. And uh, you know the restaurant business is a, is a people game, so you have to treat your people really well. We, you know, base our company off of our culture. We say that we are not just a taco place, even though we are extremely craveable, clean, fresh, amazing taco place. Obviously, fifty and nine and a half years, but uh, really, it's a people. Uh, uh, business and you have to take care of your people. And that's why our culture is so important to us. And uh, our culture leads out into our guests and it's just a truly a great experience when you come into uh, Condado Tacos. You're listening to
0: Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Joe Kahn, the founder of Condado Tacos. And Joe, you mentioned uh, the first couple that you started out with, but I don't know for the folks who are listening, uh, where did you start out?
2: Yeah, so we started in Columbus, Ohio, and, uh, for many of you who don't know, uh, Columbus, Ohio is kind of the breeding ground, uh, for, uh, uh, like a test market to see if you do well in that state. You should do well all over the United States. So we went there nine and a half years ago and, uh, you know, Columbus has been extremely good to us from Columbus. We, uh, you know, expanded a second location in Columbus and then a third in Pittsburgh and then started moving slowly, uh, you know, through Ohio and the different cities, and then eventually we started sparking out towards uh, now our furthest state, uh, Alabama, which uh, we think is fantastic, at least for the right.
0: Well, you, you know, Joe, it, it's interesting to me, and, and we've spoken to a few folks who have taken some some brands and are talking about expanding, but they're wanting to be very, very careful in doing it. And while it certainly is impressive, as you say, in nine years to get to about 47, I mean, you could look at it too and say, you've been a little bit careful in terms of, of expanding into places that I'm sure you become familiar with and strategic about. And so as you, know, you consider these two new ones that are coming into Alabama, that, what is your growth plan? Is, well, that
1: is a good question. Yeah. How do you determine sort of sure. where you are taking it?
2: yeah well listen i mean it's all it's all strategy i mean it's much bigger than me now it's not just you know me saying I'm, i want to go to chicago or i want to go wherever i want to go i mean it's very strategic always has been uh our new partners um you know are very strategic with us and and it's well thought out i mean we have our you know our our our, our c-suite that sits and, and determines where we're gonna go and you know we um we want to make sure that we're not growing too fast, sure. but we're growing fast enough to be thirsting some market. So we're very careful not to grow just for growth sake. Uh, it's very strategic, very planned out. And, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously working our way down to the, the Floridas and all that kind of stuff. So, and that's it. So. We like being – we think that Alabama is a very strategic kind
0: of state. I would think it would take some self-discipline. So I've got to think that by the time now you're in a a position where you've got, you know, 40-plus, 47 different uh, uh, locations around the country, um, I can't imagine how many times people are coming to you saying, hey – you know, to your point, you need to start this in such and such Texas, such and such Florida, such and such California, and so I would I would think it would require actually some some great discipline to stick with what you what you want to be, uh, to stick within that strategy, to control you know the growth of this brand, but then be excited about the fact that these folks in these other places are, do, do want to see you there in, in their market.
1: Well, it's got to be a high, man. I mean, sure. just to, to, to see mm-hmm. this thing you created growing like it is. I mean, that's got to be a blast.
2: It, it really is, fellas. I mean, listen, I'm blessed every single day I look at it. I mean, we again, we base everything on culture, so we're such a happy company because of the opportunities that we give our, our people, and it's just growing every day. We're super proud of where we are, the people that we take care of, and all the new guests, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a blast to see this uh, happen this, uh, this, this uh, fast, I would say, but we're still a baby company. We still have a lot of growth to do. Uh, You know, 100 in the next, uh, not 100 total, but another 50 in the next uh, three, four years. So we have a a big challenge and uh, we're putting all our resources and getting new people and growing every day and growing our organization. Right now, I think we have about 2,400 employees. So we're doing a really great job uh, hiring people and uh, expanding um, at our speed. So. Well, I think
1: the location here is going to be oh, yeah. great. It's a, uh, you know, I don't know how you picked that out, but, uh, man, you're, you're close to, you know, Sanford and businesses and tons of people live over there and it's a nice, uh, shopping center. And, uh, I, I just think that's going to do amazing business once you get that open. When, when's kind of the, uh, opening day set for it?
2: Well, I think, uh, the first one is July 13th. So, uh, that's when everybody's lining up, we get our first, uh, Hundred in line. Sometimes they spend the night. Sometimes they get there super early, four or five in the morning. Uh, sometimes even earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, for our free uh, year of yum, first hundred people in line get uh, uh, years worth of tacos. Well, and we man,
0: well, that's uh, awesome. But I guess before before we let you go, we got to know like yeah. you know what 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 are some of the taco and flavor profiles that are out there? What can they look forward yeah.
2: to? Oh man, that's such a, a great splatter night. You know, we tout ourselves as craveable. So, I mean, right. we're all about the texture and the double-deckered shells, double decker shells. But more than that, it's about the fresh ingredients, and we take such pride in our food. Yeah. You can expect a lot of craveable, ooey-gooey, uh, amazing, <laughs> uh, fantastic, crunchable tacos. Uh, I guarantee you once, you, once you taste these tacos, you're you're uh, uh, if we do our job right in the beginning and, and we can get you a good combo, which we usually steer you towards, because there are like 2.4, who knows, million combinations you can uh, make with this thing, that we have our, our suggestion tacos. If we can get you hooked, or if we can get you the right taco on the first visit, we'll, uh, we'll hook you for life. Trust me.
1: Are you going to be able to make it down for the opening?
2: Yeah, I'm always I'm always there because I love to see and congratulate our teams for opening so i'm always there uh usually two nights before and then the grand opening
0: we'll yeah. make sure we'll make sure that we're there, we're there and get the chance to to Me meet too. you in person do, do you know uh the one-off 280 uh, you, you may or may not know this uh, in my head i'm trying to think of which uh unit it might be are you going into the old nukes location yeah. do you know okay
2: yeah. Yes, that's exactly at Kitty Corner. So we have a great corner with a great patio. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you exactly. can't miss us when you pass by. So we love that location. We're Man, very lucky. It is.
1: It's super visible. Like yeah. I said, I just think you're going to crush it uh, with that place and uh, excited to, to you. get you into town. And you're also going into uh, – tell us a little bit where our show's on up in Huntsville too. Where is that one going?
2: Uh, our second one? Yeah. Our second one, it looks like um, – well, this is Mountain. Is this Cobb a village? Is that correct? Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's the one off two eighty. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Later this year, I think we're opening in Huntsville. I, I'm I'm not quite sure exactly where in Huntsville, but I know that's our last location for the year, and it will end up in fiftieth. So, I Excellent. believe it'll be the big one. Yeah. Uh, for us that we're looking forward to.
1: Yeah. Well, hey man, it's uh, we're going to have to run and uh, let you go. Is there anything you'd like to tell everybody to, to close it down?
2: No, I mean just come on down. I think you'll really enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy it. I think we have the best tacos in the business, and it's just super craveable. Not that there's not room for other tacos, but uh, we take a lot of pride in our food, and we can't wait for you guys. Well,
1: Man, it's it's over kind of near my house, so uh, yeah. I'm I plan to be in there pretty that's often. But uh, Joe, thanks so much for, uh, for for getting up early
2: and joining in with us today. Yeah, that's a fact gentlemen thank you i appreciate you uh you putting me
1: on the air yeah, to absolutely anything. man best of luck with everything all right have a great weekend thank you you too
0: guys see you yeah. that's joe Kahn, the founder of the Cravable. that's what they're going to after i, the I love that word condado way. tacos excited to see them they'll be in the, the old nuke space there uh in that um that shopping center near whole foods off of 280 excited to to Try out their different flavor profiles, and I love when you hear, uh, you know, they're going to base it all off of fresh food, fresh ingredients. So excited to see what they're going to offer there at Condado Tacos. Yeah,
1: uh, Brock, let me tell you about Truid Insurance and Bonding for a second. Uh,
0: Man, we do insurance and bonding, but uh, if you need work comp or
1: builder's risk, general liability, any of the auto coverage, all that kind of stuff, we do. Uh, we love the bond stuff uh, for contractors that may be listening. Don't have a bond line set up or, or maybe don't want to stretch a little bit. We'd love to work with you. Do a lot of that. Uh, we've been doing it 32 years. We're here in Birmingham. we got an office down in Daphne and one in beautiful Tallahassee, Alabama. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, man, we'd love to help you out. Check us out, uh Work with a bunch of business owners and would like to help you if we can.
0: Yeah, do it with Truitt. Hey, you know, Tony, I like to go in the time machine. We're going to go in the time machine right now, if you don't Hit mind. It. And we're going to go into the time machine of Time Magazine. And we're going to go all the way back to June of 1941. And there was an article in that called Cinema Don'ts. Uh-oh. Uh, and it's, wor- it's words and phrases that, uh, per this expert, uh, you know, in the field, I think he was a director or producer or something, he said these are the words and phrases that shall be omitted from all pictures from here forth. And those terms include alley cat as applied to a woman. We will not do that. Can't call a woman an you alley cannot, cat. And you will not apply the term tomcat to a man, by no. golly. yeah. You has, will, has anybody ever called a woman well, an, an alley cat? I don't think I've ever heard it in my life. Uh, you will not refer to to a woman as a broad, no. Yeah, I can't we will do not that. use the word fanny, no. Yeah, we will not call a woman hot, no. Well, uh, that happens. Well, me. that, but you will not in yeah. a movie. Yeah, but that in nineteen forty one, you couldn't was, do it. That was off. That was verboten. Uh, you will not say the phrase in your hat. No, man, I absolutely yeah. putting the foot down. On <laughs> yeah, that one. that's right. Uh, you will not use the the adjective lousy, no. And you will not use the word buzzard. No. Yeah, that's that's what we will not do. I I agree with all of those. Yeah, all of those. Buzzard, Buzzard is right out. And then I thought this was interesting. Another section was called People Hollywood, Paparazzi, they were alive and well, but they were in written form, not photographs in 1941. And the section noted that Greta Garbo, you've heard of her. Yeah, yeah well, she started the long-lived, long-hair fad, it said. She had her locks cut to within three inches of their life, dyed them greenish gold with an aquamarine rinse, you might add, and tucked them (laughs) into a monkish halo. A monkish halo. A monkish halo, Yeah. yeah. I mean... I could see where that would sit, put everybody in a frenzy oh, right there. Did they say a greenish gold? Yeah, yeah, they said it was a greenish gold with an aqua marine rinse huh. in parentheses. That was important to add and tuck that into her monkish halo. That's that's yeah. something,
1: man. That Greta, Greta. she's a
0: trendsetter. Yeah, hey man, congrats to Intuitive up
1: in Huntsville. They yeah. uh, are celebrating 24 years in business this year and uh it, it seems things are going great up there. Are they uh, all these defense contractors and yeah, everything sure. kind of related to the space stuff. They uh, are one of the main sponsors of that planetarium yeah. at the space center. So uh, yeah.
0: I want to know, I want to know more about them. Well, and, and again, you know, to follow up on last week's show where we had uh, we had Pat on for the space and rocket center. I, I find it fascinating that the various groups out there, Northrop Grumman was a big sponsor of the James Webb telescope show that we watched uh, intuitive, as you said, was the sponsor of the entire Planetarium. Uh, there's a bunch of aerospace groups up there. In fact, I, I think we have an in uh, a friend of mine who's with Collins Aerospace up there. But they very much have their finger on the fact that all these kids who are going through those different camps up there—space camp, aviation camp, cyber camp—I forget what the fourth one was—but that that those are some of their leaders, and that's basically their future labor force. So they've got their finger on what those kids are doing, and uh, and I think it's just really interesting that they're sort of all in on the investment into uh, it being current up-to-date information that these kids get so that when they come out of the backside of this passion of theirs, uh, they're viable, uh, you know, potential employees for these uh, defense contractors, aerospace groups up there in Huntsville.
1: I got to circle back to that list yeah. of things you can't say anymore. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the term "in your hat."
0: In your hat. Yeah. You will, well, that's because you're not allowed to say it as uh, of 1941. It yeah, it's banned. And uh, also, what does that you,
1: mean? Is that is that something dirty? I, we or is probably just, don't want to okay. find
0: out. I mean, if it was banned in 1941, that's just verboten. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, man, let's talk some art. I was amazed at this. Uh, Gustav Klimt. He's you know famous artist. Uh, yeah. His last work. Uh, man, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Sure, uh, but. His last work, uh, Lady with a Fan, uh, was the last portrait he did. Uh, it's about to go to auction at Sotheby's in London, and is a, they're expecting this painting to get $80 million. How much did you just say? $80 million Eight dollars for this thing, which is the highest estimate ever given to a piece of artwork at the, in a European auction, okay? The current owner yeah. got this thing at a Sotheby's auction in 1994 for under $12 million. <laughs> Not amazing, <laughs> but uh, Clint died back in 1918 at the age of 55, yeah. so he was, in my opinion, pretty young. He got yeah, produced yeah, right. all this, but
0: $80 million. $80 million. Game. Now, I've, I've, I go back and explain that this person who had a heck of a return of investment, of course, you know, Sotheby's will claim. So, I, you know, l- let's real quickly remind ourselves that Sotheby's will probably get, what, 10% of that I mean, does yep. that mean they get about eight? I mean, I don't know what the percentage is. Even if it's one percent, they're going to get eight hundred thousand dollars off of this thing. But, uh, but anyway, that return of investment did require about twelve million dollars to begin with.
1: Well, here's another story just on finances and all that. I saw this thing. Uh, this guy went and You know, was talking with his wife. About their finances, okay, yeah, and yeah. you know how do we how do we best handle our retirement? She yeah. said, "Man, you need to go talk to your buddy, the new neighbor over here." Oh yeah, and he had some v- he's financial. supposed to be pretty good with finances, so decent. He went over there. The guy was thirty five at the uh, time. What is The, does he the know? neighbor was thirty five. Sure. He he turns out he knew something about money. It was huh? Warren Buffett was the neighbor <laughs> that this guy had buddied up with. So he took their sixty seven thousand yeah. dollars and turned it into four hundred million dollars <laughs> for this people.
0: So to put that into perspective, I, he could he could buy five different uh, Klimt uh, "Lady with a Fan" paintings. I, at I don't
1: think I could go to my neighbor Mister Frank's house, yeah,
0: and him deliver that kind of return for me. <laughs> that's astounding. Sixty-seven thousand to four hundred million. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Good heavens! Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't have neighbors like that either.
1: That's a that's incredible. Hey, the uh, the Alabama USS Alabama, they're doing something. Yeah. cool. they're replacing the the deck of the ship. You know, yeah. you have the original teak deck that was on there. Um, they have, or as they're going through there, I think they're in phase three of five of taking this stuff off, but they're taking the original wood and making all kinds of stuff out of it. And you can buy it. Um, and I may get some of it, but, uh, pins, coins, coasters, plaques, whatever you can think of they're making out of it. But, um. you can go to a ship store at com to see everything. I just thought that
0: was kind of cool. Well, listen, we had the general on, and uh, I couldn't have been any more impressed with her. And she was very, very kind to welcome us into her CO quarter or XO quarters, right? Uh, and then she actually took us out onto the deck and showed us some of the new teak that had been laid down and it is pretty. Uh, but yeah, boy, there was a lot of teak on that deck, which means there'll be a lot of items.
1: Are we heading to the hotline? We're going back to the hotline oh. to the Truid insurance and bonding hotline. Excited for this one. This is Emmy Baldwin. Emmy. Are you with us? Hello, Emmy. Good, good morning. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing great, man. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, getting up and being part of the show today.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Absolutely. I tell you what, I
1: was reading your background, and you're one of the most interesting people we've talked to. Yeah, uh, I, I was—I had no idea you had this uh, like the pole vaulting thing. Yeah, I, I've always been amazed with that. Anyway, tell us about that, and then we'll get into the whole uh, Miss Jefferson County and the nursing Alabama, and all that. But yeah. uh, how in the world did you take up pole vaulting? Everybody does, so, Tony.
3: Yeah, this is a normal thing for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I grew up a competitive gymnast. When I stopped gym, doing gymnastics in the eighth grade, my track coach was just like, Hey, Emmy, I think you would be good at this. Let's try it. And I thought this lady was crazy because we didn't even have a pole vault pit <laughs> at my high school. I was like, I don't know how you expect me to just jump right into this when we don't even have the equipment for it. Right. So I was intrigued by it, though. So I started Researching ways that I could get into pole vaulting here in Alabama and, and Sanford here in Birmingham actually offered lessons.
0: Oh, wow. And so
3: I started going to Sanford once a week and just kind of picked it up. It's kind of similar to gymnastics, the movements of it. So it kind of came natural to me. So I started in eighth grade around March and I competed oh, wow. at the Varsity State Track Me in May that year and ended up finishing second. And I was like, wow, okay. maybe I could be decent at this one day. And I just kept going with it.
0: Well, I looked up, I saw that you had a, a P, I don't know if you, if you call, I call it a personal record, but a PR of, yes. of 11 feet, one and three quarters inches. Looks like you hit it a few times. Is that right?
3: Yes. Actually, it's 11 feet, three inches. Oh, no. Okay. Inch matters in pole vault. There's no
0: question. Yeah. I didn't want to rob you of that. I, I looked and I, I didn't see the three. And that was when she was a charger up at UAH.
3: Yes, I I competed at the collegiate level and loved every second of it.
1: Emmy, I knew no pole vaulters like what three months ago, and now you're our second pole vaulter. We ran into uh, what was it? The Wisconsin Whitewater team was in town, that's right, yeah. You know, for the for their divisional uh, championships was out at the sportsplex, and we we ran into the. She had just won, was it?
0: Yeah, she had just won the national championship. and I forget now what she what she hit, but yeah, she was with Wisconsin Whitewater. They were the Seahawks, is that right? Or the sea. I can't remember what they were called. But anyway, yeah, we, we've, we've now met two different pole vaulters. Yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to I ask you this. Do you still have a pole sitting in your garage? Yeah, really. Uh,
3: so I don't have anything in my garage here in Birmingham, but I have some on my farm in Houston, Alabama. Uh, Definitely well, still have some. It, well,
0: <laughs> and that brings up the thing. Now, you grew up on a small family farm, and you had down here that you're a proud pet mom to Griffin and Fat Louie? What's that about? Fat Louie.
3: Yes, so Fat Louie is my cat. He is eleven years old, and he oh, runs the house. That's I a mean, great name. <laughs> yes, and then Griffin is my dog, and he is four, and he would like to think he runs the house, but it's definitely Fat Louie. No, yeah.
0: no question. Yeah, that, there
1: that, you go. Yeah. Well, t- man, tell us about uh, all the the Miss Jefferson County stuff and uh, what all's going on with that. And I saw that you have a, a charity you're aligned with, and you're also uh, a registered nurse. I mean, you've got yeah. a you've got a great background. Just yeah. kind of tell us a little bit about you.
3: Yeah, so I won Miss Jefferson County last July, and it's it's Miss Alabama prelim, so I'll compete for Miss Alabama in just two weeks. I move in that? next Sunday, so that's crazy that it's already here, but a part of that is having a community service initiative, and mine is Poppy's Purpose, yes. advocating for patient rights. I lost my grandfather, Poppy, to me during the height of the pandemic almost three years ago. Yeah. And he was in the hospital a little over three weeks and completely isolated from my family during yeah. that time. We didn't get to be with him. And then he ultimately ended up entering into his heavenly home completely alone.
2: Yeah. And so, yep. you know,
3: I know as hard as it was on him to be in the hospital fighting by himself and not having anyone there, it was sure. just as hard on my family knowing that he was alone. And so oh, after it's heartbreaking. he passed yeah. Away, yeah. Yeah. After he passed away, I knew that no other family needed to go through that here in Alabama. And there'd already been thousands of families that had gone through just what my family had, but I wanted to see change. So I started working with our legislators to advocate for passage on a bill that would say that no patient gets left behind anymore. And so, and you were successful. Yes, just advocated for passage of my second bill here in Alabama just passed in April. And it says just that, that no patient will be left behind again, no matter what the circumstances. You know, if they're going in and they have COVID, if they're going in for labor and delivery, if they're going in for surgery, because it wasn't just COVID patients affected during the pandemic. It was every patient. And so this just lays that base foundation for patient advocacy. But I am a nurse, like you said, and so safety is of the utmost importance to me. I understand that. There is infection risk, and so we have to follow safety protocols, and so that is in this bill that whatever the hospital or healthcare facility that you are visiting is requiring their staff to do when it comes to um, personal protective equipment, like masks, gown, gloves, those type of things, the advocate visiting has to wear the exact same thing. They have to follow those guidelines, so definitely keeping safety a number one priority.
0: I was reading, it looked like the Harold Sachs and Ann Roberts Act, and it would require that, that, to your point, a resident or a patient of a healthcare facility would be permitted to choose what they call an essential caregiver every day, who would then have the right, as you point out, equipped with the proper personal protective equipment uh, to be with that patient for at least two hours a day. Is that right?
3: Yes, that that's correct. So that's a related point. Is that an advocate? Our legislators decided they like essential caregiver better, and so it's just one person, a minimum of one person every single day following those safety protocols, and that is the same for today, or if we hit another pandemic, those, that foundation is laid now for patient advocacy, so super exciting to know that no other patient here in Alabama will ever be left alone again
0: you're listening to Truett News Radio and we are on the air with Emmy Baldwin Miss Jefferson County 2023 who hopes right in just two weeks <laughs> yeah. at the right Center at Sanford to not have that title uh, but to have the title of Miss Alabama and it is at the Wright yes. Center correct
3: it is that's exactly where it is we, we use the little hashtag see you at the Wright Center <laughs> I
0: like it and if I'm not mistaken I think they might have designated you contestant number 10 is that accurate
3: contestant number 10 and the new group so i'm excited about it
0: and i, well, I saw well i think that the talent's coming up uh, just in two wednesdays from now right the first day of that competition june 28th
3: yes sir it is i do a gymnastics floor routine for talent so that's how i got into pole vaulting was from gymnastics go. okay hey, well, but I, I, I love gymnastics i think it's one of the most incredible sports And I love that I get to show people a side of me that they don't normally get to see on a daily basis anymore. (laughs) So I'm pumped for talent. I was just actually in Georgia all day yesterday with my directors and the board working on my talent routine. So stoked to to get to show the people this Routine. yeah
1: well hey emmy uh we had uh lauren bradford on uh i don't know a yeah. year ago or whenever that was and uh she just did a great job but i was i'm just still amazed like the scholarship side of these pageants oh, sure. and uh contests that uh she she basically i think she went on to vanderbilt to get her MBA, right. and it was fully paid for yeah. by the scholarships that you know she had won throughout the her pageant history or whatever talk yeah. a little bit about that that's that's incredible for people that that may uh be thinking about getting into some of these?
3: Yeah. The scholarships are incredible. Miss America was actually the first and now the leading scholarship provider for women here. So just incredible opportunities. I was fortunate enough to have my undergrad paid for and in part due to Miss America organization. And then now I have money to put towards grad school. I'm starting grad school this fall to become a neonatal nurse practitioner. And so the scholarship that I've been awarded, which has been over $20,000 in cash scholarship, Man,
1: that's fantastic. not only
3: just went to my undergrad, but is now going to help pay for grad school for me. And so truly any woman that's just looking to have scholarships, to have college pay for, this is such an incredible opportunity. It's the reason that I got involved to start with.
0: Well, and, and I mean, I, I sit here and think about all the things that you're doing in order to compete and it includes, you know, philanthropy advocacy which is just something that you know it's an inspiration for people to go out there and get involved in their local community in a meaningful way right and then you know to develop the talent so you know I think uh, I recall um, Lauren maybe had violin you know you're out there doing a, you know a physical talent activity here with gymnastics um, you know where you'll be throwing yourselves all uh, throwing yourself <laughs> all over the floor right in, in an athletic way and and digging back to your gymnastic roots but I mean you know you're developing that which is a uh, uh, p- positive and in important. And then, you know, obviously, I I guess you'll go into the interview phases and all that. So, I mean, it's such a well-rounded thing that would really be something that would improve uh, everybody's entrance into the rest of your life. Right. And then on top of that, you have these financial incentives.
3: Yeah. I mean, truly just growth in every area in life. I work as a nurse now. And so I remember last year when I was interviewing for my job, I wasn't nervous about it. I'd already had tons of practice with the Miss America organization, and I finished my interview. And the woman that had interviewed me, she was like, "Wow, you were so good at this! Like, have you practiced before?" And so <laughs> then I get to tell her all about Miss Alabama sure, and just sure. the opportunities it's allowed for me. And so, yes, yeah, definitely way more than just scholarships. Truly really setting you up for life.
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, th- th- just your whole background, like I said, th- the the track and field stuff, the gymnastics, the uh, th- the pageants. I
0: mean, the nursing—it's just a great story, and you got a super bright future in front of you. Well, and you know, not just a nurse, but I noticed here that she's got the moniker of IV Queen, which I think probably has to do with a, a unique ability to, to to get to those uh, veins and arteries, those blood vessels, right, for the injections or the shots. <laughs>
3: Yes. So in nursing school, I was actually one of the first nursing students in my cohort to get an IV, and then I never missed one. But now I work in the neonatal ICU. They're smaller. And these babies, they weigh about a pound sometimes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm slowly regaining my IV queen status. There you bag. go.
0: <laughs> well, and then I also noticed here something that you don't see every day. It says your unit has a Guinness Book of World Record. What's that about?
3: Yeah, so UAB actually holds the Guinness World Record for the youngest baby to be born and live and have a successful life. Oh, wow. He was born at just 21 weeks in Oof. one day, and you would never know that. You can actually look him up. He's all over the Internet. His name is Curtis Zaki, Aww. and he's right here from our home state in Alabama and UAB got to take care of him. And so I think that's just so incredible, just the opportunities we have in the medical field here in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah
1: that's incredible. It's incredible. Well, hey, we got to run. I uh, want to wish you the best of luck oh, in, the, sure. in the Miss Alabama pageant coming up. Hope you can pull that off. That'd be amazing. Uh, anything you'd yes. like to say uh, to, to close up?
3: Yeah, just follow along for all the updates Ms Miss Alabama in the next couple weeks. We have the Miss Jefferson County Facebook page and the Miss Jeffco Instagram. And then check out poppiespurpose.org for all updates regarding Poppy's Purpose and just kind of what I'm doing for patient rights here in Alabama.
0: Excellent. Well I Emmy mean, we can't uh, we, we wish we can't thank you enough for being on the show. We wish you the best of luck and And for people who want to go out and watch Emmy and the rest of the contestants from June 28th through July 1st at the Wright Center, get to missalabama.com for tickets but but good luck, Emmy go get them.
3: Thank you so much. All right, have a great weekend. You
0: too. All right, that's Emmy Baldwin, Miss Jefferson County 2023, and again, head out to Sanford, the right center, from July 28th to excuse me, from June 28th to July 1st, uh, and get your tickets at MissAlabama.com.
1: Yeah. Hey, Brock. Uh, Insurance Journal uh, reported that Walmart will pay a half a million dollars to settle allegations uh, in this California yeah, Department this of Justice case. They were selling brass knuckles on their yeah. website. Right, okay. Right which I didn't even know people still uh, made brass knuckles since the longest yard was out with Burt Reynolds. But but they were selling them on their website. That, you know... Uh, crosses the line in California, so uh, half a million dollars is what that costs. Do you think they sold a half a million dollars worth of brass knuckles?
0: And you know, I I mean, their Walmart site uh, links to a bunch of different sort of third-party vendor concepts, I think. They probably had no idea that they even sold them, for heaven's sakes. But they clearly must not have read the Time magazine in 1941 to see what other things were (laughs) forbidden as of that period. Uh, nope. Hey, the Magic City Pickleball Club Men's Summer League Ooh. is
1: open for registration. What? 75 bucks. They got, uh, you can do it from beginner to the more seasoned pickleball okay. players. Okay. So- uh, if you're looking for something to do check out the Magic City pickleball
0: Club hey you know we did our own online survey did you know that we did our own online survey this week
1: I participated
0: yeah yeah we did we did it on Instagram and Facebook and we asked people from all throughout the state of Alabama and honestly other people outside of the state to name uh, their favorite barbecue in the state of Alabama and we got a great uh, bunch of returns and so here, here were our responses Green top and Dora yeah right good one yeah wits in Athens good one uh, Bob Sykes. You said Miss Myra's in Cahaba Heights. How about that one? Kens and Penson. Uh, we I haven't had, been there. I need I, to go to that. I haven't been to that one either. And I also haven't been to Archie's and Hoover. I've been right? there. That's the one right off 31. Uh, Big Bob Gibson's, of course. Good one. Uh, Abby, my friend Abby said she would go to war for the barbecue chicken at Moe's Barbecue. And she said, you got to get the extra white sauce, by the way. Uh, but the clear number one, I think they had maybe, well, the most responses by far was Saul's Barbecue. Yeah, Saul's, I mean, yeah. super good there too. Yeah. Hey, how about this, man? Back in April,
1: somebody stole $100,000 worth of dimes. Wait, what? That was in a truck that was taking seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of dimes from Phil- from the Philadelphia mint down to Florida that, so, that's
0: theft of a million dimes uh,
1: well a hundred thousand dimes yeah how heavy well we looked at I that mean up. that th- one thing it says to me it's it was so heavy they
0: left six hundred and fifty thousand dollars of dimes behind well we looked this up actually and it turns out one million dimes weighs are you folks ready for this almost exactly five thousand pounds
1: man i'm somebody that like rolls my coins i throw them in a deal yeah. and i roll them up i can't imagine how heavy that would be and how long it would take to drag off Five, a hundred th- thousand dollars a two and a half
0: tons is what it does so they must have had a bunch of people in a uh, a, a conveyor belt set up right but i mean just one i just after think the other. it's hysterical that oh, they were like sure. this man
1: is isn't worth it let's go let's yeah, leave, yeah. The 650 yeah leave the 650 uh <laughs> hey and this was something cool i think we're going to be getting a uh, fishmonger uh that's a restaurant over in atlanta these guys i read yeah. an article they're expanding and uh they're trying to figure out places to go they want it drive from Atlanta is oh, well, where sure, they're, sure. they're located. So makes sense. I got to think we're on that list fishmonger. and uh, maybe even Huntsville, Nashville, Chattanooga, yeah, places yeah. like that. Mobile, so uh, yeah. be looking for a fishmonger. And they've got a cool logo that actually sort of looks like a fish, but it's fishmonger spelled out.
0: I, well, and it turns out that the R ends up being the tail yeah. of the fish, driving the it's, fish. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, look out for fishmonger. I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, listen, I was looking through a uh, uh, an Instagram little thing, caught my eye, and it, and it said Uh, The world's highest hanging restaurant was in Georgia, right? And I got to looking at it, and it's, uh, it's this really creepy-looking uh, glass-walled, glass-floored <laughs> restaurant that's literally in the middle of this suspension bridge that's 900 feet above the Salca Canyon, and I hadn't heard of the Salka Canyon, and that's because the Georgia we're talking about is the country of Georgia and not the state of Georgia. But by golly, it looks kind of creepy. I mean, you're 900 feet above, uh, and there's just this restaurant in the middle of the, uh, the suspension bridge. So if you're into that kind of thing, go to the country of Georgia and check it out in the Salca the Salka Canyon.
1: Man, I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. Uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida, they're doing, uh, reclaiming this old industrial plant. It's been vacant forever. That is oh, But yeah. it's right yeah. on the river going yeah. through there. I mean, it's just so underutilized. But this San Marco neighborhood is beautiful right yeah. off there. And uh, this, is, this is right on the... Uh, uh, the river, so uh, they're going to have hotel, office, apartments, retail, dining, all kinds of stuff, a marina is there, yeah. just such an upgrade. So y- yet again,
0: I mean, we're, we're proud that that's occurring, yeah. but how did it not occur before? I know.
1: I mean, it's like 80 years ago, but I anyway. Who are you? Yeah, I'm Tony Truitt, Truitt Insurance
0: and Binding. Uh We'd love to help you with the insurance. Give us a holler. I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. Love to help you out if you're a small business. Tony, did you know? Did you know there are more trees on the earth than there are stars in the Milky Way? I did not know that. Good heavens. Did you know paintings depicting the act of pole vaulting? Date back to 500 BC when warriors appeared to use battle spears to overcome enemy walls and vault onto animals like bulls and horses.
1: Did you know the very first men's underwear brief was invented in 1935 and had reviews touting its scientific suspension and restful
0: buoyancy? I don't know what I think of that. Did you know there was an unearthed Iron Age warrior in Kazakhstan? He died over 2,500 years ago with a bronze-tipped arrowhead in his spine. He lived long enough with his body to just fuse around the arrowhead. I mean, what would that affect? Felt like. Uh,
1: man, well, I think it's time we got to start closing up. Brock, uh, thank you for everybody for listening to True News Radio yeah. this week.
0: Check us out on com, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. Check us out everywhere. Alabama, we'll see.